what is your go-to snacks for the movie theaters? If I had to choose a go-to, it's probably going to be either nachos or peanut M&Ms. And to drink, to wash it all down? I get one of the uh, sparkling waters because like, like, yeah, like the aha, the, the aha? concession. What, yeah. the hell, what the heck is the aha? It's like bubbly or, you know, Perrier you or something like that. Asani? Yeah, it's, it's like that, but it's from the soda fountain. Oh, okay. It's from the soda fountain. Yeah. Uh, it's I was like sugar-free, salt-free, whatever. It's just, uh, you know, seltzer water flavored. All right. What about you? Before, I used to like popcorn and all that stuff. But then it became M&M's, peanuts like you do, mm-hmm. but also Twizzlers. So it'd be kind of like the sweet and, and salty kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Now it's become like more like M and M's, okay, and then Icy's. Like the, you like the know, slushies and drinks. Well, they call it ice. I think they have this icy. Is it Icy's in the theater or is it slushies in the theater? I think it depends on the theater. Uh, like true, because uh, I I think there is a difference. The I one with the polar why. bear. The one with the polar bear in a sweater. Yeah, but sometimes what we do when I go with Kim and she meets me there, homegirl brings a bag of stuff. Raid the Dollar Tree. No. No, it's like legit like sandwiches. Like we go to, she goes to Firehouse. Oh. <laughs> or Burger King. So the theater gets all stank with either, you know, Whopper Juniors or double Whoppers with cheese or the turkey sub from whatever she gets it from. So it all depends, but we stink it up with that. And yeah. And we're crunching with the chips and all that stuff. Then I get the icy or there's a Dr. Pepper. Oh, okay. Like a regular soft drink. Yeah, yeah. I like Dr. Pepper. Yeah, me too. I like Dr. Pepper or Cherry Coke, root beer, cream soda. I like those stuff. She can't mm-hmm. stand those. For some reason, she can't stand those. Sweetness? But she likes butterbeer from Universal Studios, and that's like cream soda. It's cream soda and butterscotch. Yeah, like. so how she does not like regular cream soda or root beer, I don't get it. But man, when we go to Universal and the opportunity to get a better uh, a butterbeer... Mm-hmm. Girls on it. Girls it is on good. It. For today's review, we've seen the prequels, if you will, because for every revelation, There's there is a, re- a revolution. I thought I was going to finish that. Yeah, you did. I was, I was waiting for you. <laughs> I was waiting for you. I was like, it's that dramatic ah, pause. A little too dramatic. But yes, Master of the Universe Revolution is out streaming on Netflix. The gang, it pretty much is all returns for this one. Uh, with a Rotten Tomato score, when I first looked it up, I was like, what? But let's see what happens here. Because before, on Rotten Tomatoes, it was scored by the critics 100%. I feel like the early, early, early reviews are usually higher. So as we are reviewing this, which is the National Day for Pizza, so all you Ninja Turtles out there, I hope you're celebrating or celebrated by the time this review comes out, that you had your pizza. It is rated by 11 critics, 100%, and by the audience, which is over 184%. Okay. By the power of Grayskull. Shira, different franchise. No, it's the same franchise. (laughs) Are they cousins or sister? Sister and brother. I thought they were cousins. I don't know. Yeah. Welcome back to Tales of Two Bros. My name is Angel. I'm Adon. Where we give you a review at least once a week. Spoiler alert! Masters of the Universe Revolution is currently streaming on Netflix. 
again by Kevin Smith, his five episodes. You have the talents, like I said earlier, that the gang almost all returns. There are some switcheroos here, which I was kind of disappointed with. You have Melissa Bonest. I can't say her name. Supergirl from the show. Uh, from the WB plays, series. Yeah. Yeah. CWB. Yeah. She's plays Tila, who is actually married to He-Man, the, the voice actor that is. Oh, uh, the the actress. Yeah. Chris Wood. Yes. Okay. Yes. Which is kind of was like, wonder where there was like a deal in the clause, like, you know, like, hey, I want my wife in this now. It'd be better chemistry. You have the, the regulars, like I said before, pretty much. You have some new talent. You have which I was surprised to hear him when I heard him was William Shatner. Yes. I wasn't paying attention his, to credits and I, I recognized his voice. I don't think they had the voice credits in the beginning, did they? I don't remember. Uh, I wasn't paying attention at first. Um, but, yeah. But yeah, <laughs> he's in there. Well, he, plea, he, plea, uh, he, plea, he plays King Keldor. Andor's Keldor. Right. Yeah. He plays the brother. Mm-hmm. But what kind of reminded me, like the whole scenario of that, it kind of reminded me of Thor and Loki. Okay. Well, because like Loki, his natural state is like blue, his skin. Yeah. And he was adopted by King Odin. He didn't know that he was adopted and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I just find that that little similarity. But then you also have here, you have Kate McFadden. She played Queen, Queen uh, Marlena. And before was voiced by what's the girl from Clueless? The uh, Alicia Silverstone. No, yeah, she voiced. Yeah. The, yes, she voiced the queen in the first two series. Ew. Okay, okay, okay. And the father was different too, and I think also Scareglow, uh, Scareglow was different. It was done by Toadie Todd, the voice of Candyman or the actor of Candyman, the original. I don't hate it though. He has an iconic voice. Oh no, no doubt, no doubt. But I'm just saying, I don't remember him being the voice doing the voice for that in the original Revelation series mm. when he fought Orko. Uh, I double checked. He did play Scareglow in uh, Revelation. Oh, okay. I was happy to hear also playing Hordok is Goliath himself, Goliath the Gargoyle. Not the, David. not the Marvel character. <laughs> no, not the Marvel character. No. Yeah. No. And then you have Motherboard that was played by Meg Foster. Do you know she was actually Evil Lynn in the Dolph Lundgren production? Yes. I remember uh, her as Evil Lynn. Gorgeous woman. In a sense with her eyes, her like, like ice blue piercing mm-hmm. eyes. I mean, I don't know how she looks. She looks okay now. She looks a little, you know, dated. And I thought that was kind of cool that they brought some characters from the original yeah uh from the original movie back then also the character that little um from Duff Lundgren's master of the universe that little troll uh, is it Gwildor? I think it was Gwildor, yeah oh you have John Delancey he was Q from Star Trek the Next Generation yes and some other actors of course uh was there anything else but yes so they have two people or two characters if you will well one character from the movie and then the actress who played another character from that movie in this series. So I guess it's like Easter eggs. It is written by Kevin Smith and Tim Sheridan. Well, they didn't put any directors here. But anyway, who cares? All right. Now, <laughs> how did you feel about this series? Because I had to watch this twice. Because okay. I, I lost attention or focus so many times in this. To me, this series or this season didn't live up 
are a match, in my opinion, to the previous seasons. I felt like season one of Revelations was fairly weak, and then season two came in, and I was pleasantly happy. Or right, I'm going by memory now. My review may have been different. Well, it honestly, without the end credit scene, it felt like it was a complete series. Like, okay, we're done with this whole together, right? Mm -hmm. And then. At the end, there's a little Easter egg, if you will, or end credit scene that leads off or gives the impression, like you said, that another season is coming. And I was kind of disappointed because Hordak, he is predominantly, and his soldiers, the the the, the knights, whatever you want to call them, because they have the same armor, they're predominantly from Shira's world. Yeah, if I remember correctly. Yeah. It was yeah, a, a so, villain for that. Right. And I was kind of disappointing that we didn't get any reference to her at all. I don't think we did. The only thing that was referenced to her is of Hordak and those soldiers. Mm-hmm. That was pretty much it. But of her herself or any of her sidekicks, well, I wasn't really a She-Ra fan anyway, so I don't know. And I know She-Ra already has a series on Netflix, different animation style, different altogether in that aspect. Um, I don't know if He-Man is referenced there as well. I'm not sure. I don't know. I would have liked to have that connection more so than we got. But maybe in the next season that they bring out, maybe they will. Maybe. I mean, I'm double checking right now. Like, apparently, Skeletor was a big time character in the She Ra series, too. Which one? The Netflix one? No, the old school She Ra, Princess of Power, 85 to 87. I have no idea because, like I said, I never watched it. Hey, maybe Kim. Here. <laughs> maybe Kim knows because she probably watched it i don't know but for me i mean the first two seasons revelation i found it better it it felt here a lot like overacting over pushing especially by chris wood in the sense of he-man's portrayal like hey let's get those guys like like really bolstering over the top which it didn't seem like that in the previous seasons well in the Uh, in the very very first season practically wasn't there remember he got like killed off fairly early no i understand right true but when he was he-man when we did see him and stuff like that it was and then they went with the new version of he-man which was like from what i know in a similarity to the 3d animation of he-man and the master universe currently streaming on netflix yeah where the sword is like split and then it can it can it can widen Yeah, yeah Is it, it's kind of like referencing what Netflix does, you know? Right. And then he has the cape. His hair is longer. Mm-hmm. He's more, I'm not sure if he's bigger or leaner or taller. Like so, there's also something different with his physique. Yeah. Like you said, it's, it's the hair with the mullet. Oh, the, you know what yeah. probably referring to then? Because he has a cape. Dolph Lundgren's He-Man. Ooh, kind of. Because Dolph Lundgren had a mullet. He had a cape. Duff Lundgren went Super Saiyan at one point, and it's Alpha Change too for that. So maybe he's in reference to that. Maybe he's giving that homage or love to that movie, which has some good moments and bad moments as well, as always. So probably that too. Probably. I mean, there's uh, fondness of the Master City Universe movie. I, I, I don't. I know it's a bad film, but uh, the highlights I remember. Right. I mean, the, you had some really good actors in it too. Not much, yeah. But but the 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 production and execution of that movie was horrible. Like in my my strong opinion, before we continue, is that Courtney Cox and the the other guy, the Earthlings, 
should not not been in that show, that movie. It should have just uh, been all Masters of the Universe. Yes, there's no need to do that. It's kind of like you know what uh, what was that one? It's like Barbie in a sense, where the toys, even though these are not toys, these are actually characters from a different world, inter- going into Earth like yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog. But Sonic the Hedgehog is a little better in the in execution. Here was that needed, but that was like the go-to, like from all those, from games, toys to movie franchise. They usually have that, like, how can we make it into our reality? What can we do? Oh, like they go to Earth and blah blah blah. But anyway, do you have a favorite moment? William Shatner kind of stole the show for me as Caldor. Really? Well, because well, also, it, well, like, it did reference like the trope that like Skeletor was his. Uh, which we've seen before. Right, from the He-Man and Master of the Universe 3D animation mm-hmm. on Netflix. Correct. So that's what I was saying. Like, it's like Kevin Smith probably brought in that lore yeah. of multiple aspects of the story. I feel or, like it was also water. lored elsewhere too, but yeah. No, you told me that. I think it was in the comic books or another uh, animation series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're trying to make it more into here, which I kind of like in a way. Is like, like Skeletor did like, did that know he was like brainwashed or maybe had like amnesia in that sense mm-hmm. when he was transformed into Skeletor? Like the, the kind of like where uh, Wolverine, like he forgets his memory. Well, not the movie version because it was you're, so you're talking about like the uh, comic version, like the stress that of going through the putting the antimanium, antimanium, adamantium. Thank you into his bones, right through his skin and into the bones. That pain was so excruciating that he has memory loss. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like that part. But for me, and I'll let you keep him going, going, but I think that to me, William Shatner's performance was pretty weak. Mm, okay. It just felt like he was just reading the lines with, without emotion. No, there was a, there was a couple of times. Like when, um, he, like when he's talking to Skeletor and he was going like, you're being played. He's like, and he's like, this is what you are, the great Skeletor, just a lackey. He's chewing him out. I no, like, I, know, I like but, that. But the, but when he's saving a town, when he's telling people do this, do that, do this, he's like, you go over there, stop it from happening. You, why don't you go and and oh yeah, this? because everything because so it's, it's all rehearsed and it's like they're and just emphasize that to me it was just emphasizing the point that. This is a staged event. Yes, people are getting hurt and being attacked, but it's all a trick and a ploy. And he, no, he I already knows. That I, I can understand. I can understand. But you would think to sell it, you would be more emotional in the sense of you don't want to be so bland that you give any chance of being figured out. Yeah. In my opinion. Because it was like, I was like, this is weird. I was like, this doesn't seem right. And then I was like, oh, Skeletor is him and he is Skeletor. It's like, oh, I get it. It wasn't like, oh my God, he's Luke's father. It wasn't like that. I mean, I just, I found the whole interaction with him and, and as the character storyline better like than what I felt with He-Man's character. Tila, so me, as me, much as Hordak. she was doing. Hordak. See, but we got even less of Hordak. Yeah, but every time he was on, he stole the show. Yes, he, he was a great was, villain. Great. It would, it would, that voice was like perfect for him. And for me, my favorite scene, he's telling the guy who's being like cemented mm-hmm. is that you think I fight my battles? That I hired people to fight for me. Yes. And I was like, oh, that is so smart. And I was like, yeah, 
why would villains fight if they can hire people to do it? That's you know, mm-hmm. I do think that was that was awesome. He's that like, was my favorite well. one. Yes, and to me, yeah. And you were saying about Tila, which I thought was like, uh, yeah. well, I'm sorry, the, the performance of Tila in here was very flat as well in comparison to what we had before. Uh, who do we have before? I think we had Sarah um, Michelle Geller. Yes. And she would do great. And I didn't like her presentation in a sense of like, since she's learning magic, she takes the form of the cobra or takes the form of what have you. I mean, I technically that's like, what happened when she became sorceress. She got the bird. She excuse gave, me. She got the bird. The bird. Bird. <laughs> No, but the thing is, okay, so all right, she has she's with that 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 um spirit or essence. Yeah. Why not, if you're doing that, why not combine, make it a cobra and the bird, what have you? The combination of that. You mean like before they went to the final stage of combination? Like a hybrid. Yeah. You know, a hybrid of the two. Why not? Yeah. I would have been down for that. Yeah. Instead, it looked like uh, a reject from Cobra uh, Serpentine. Uh, Cobra Kai, not Cobra Kai. Um, Cobra, G.I. Joe. Uh, Cobra. Cobra. G.I. Joe, yeah. Or or the Serpent Society from Marvel Comics. They uh, uh, like Hydra and stuff. Like they had the tentacles. Yeah. And, like Snakes only have one tail. Why has she had twenty? <laughs> no, no. But I'm just saying. No, Serpent Society was a, a group in Marvel Comics. You know, Black Mamba, Cobra, what have you? Uh, um, anyway, Orko was awesome. Cringer. Here's what I forgot. Like, did Orko resurrect himself in the final season last year? I thought he was still in with. Skull no, no, Glow. he came back. He was. Remember, he was. He was with. No, no, that's from the first. Yes, he came back because they fought. Because he gave himself up. Yeah. He gave himself up. In that that great battle from season one, mm-hmm. and then him and Adam were both dead. Again, um, Adam died again, I believe, and they're like in the the, the land of purgatory, Returning. if you will, with uh, Scare uh, Scareglow. So they were there again, and then Scareglow sees him. And he was like, "Oh man, you again!" And they made a yeah. deal though. So he did come back in the middle of the season of the second one. Okay, I totally forgot he, that. No, yeah, yeah. And he he made a triumph return, like a triumphant return, and and with um, Evil Lynn, because Evil Lynn and him were doing stuff together. Mm-hmm. Or is that the first season? Now I'm getting confused too, because I think because I know they were together for a while. In the, uh, no, I think it was the second season. I did like Evil Lynn's character. I still enjoyed her. I, I, I liked her growth. Yes, she's con- yes, she's continued to grow, continued to improve. And then, okay, so she got she became a hero at the end, right? They they anointed her. They anointed her as a guardian of the something like that. Yeah, the one of the guys with the goggles. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so what was she again? I don't know what that title was. Yeah, it yeah. was just weird. It was, was kind of like almost like the Watcher. I remember seeing the toy with think. that same goggle set, and I don't remember what it was for. I think I have it. But you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it. I think I have the, the all the best the scenes did invo- involve Hordak. Uh, like because Thank I, you. I, I, I'm, re- I'm changing it. Uh, because I was also thinking about the fight scene with Skeletor, which also oh involved God. William Shatner, you know, commenting in the background. As and, and right. I just liked that moment. That was a really good moment. Hordak mm-hmm. and him going toe to toe. Yes, in the sense of that. Since it's not really Skeletor, it's Skeletech or something like that, where he has the same powers as Hordak. Yeah, 
because he sees that Hordak is changing, going to like a rocket or something like that. And then he, he saw that on the fall. He, he looks at Hordak and he learns, yes, and he makes his jets propeller or whatever you call it and goes after him from there. I was like, all right, that's a little smart. He's adapting. So the, yeah, that fight there was great. But again, everything, all the scenes with Hordak, awesome. I mean, the thing is, Keith Davis, oh, God damn, he's a great actor. His voice is so iconic. Spawn, Goliath, like I said, from Gargoyles. Uh, Gargoyles. Uh, he's in that M- NBC old car- uh, superhero show, uh, The Cape. I think it's called The Cape. He played a part in it. He's yeah. in that movie, The Live, with Robert R- Rowdy Piper. The Thing. Yeah, the list goes on, goes on, goes on. Goes mm-hmm. The Thing. Yeah, I mean, he's like, this guy's been acting for so long. It's just... I just I can't get enough of him. Ness says like, oh, he was in that what a what a uh, something about Mary. Yes, he played like the father-in-law. <laughs> father, yeah, he's like yeah, he's, I mean, uh, funny as shit. What about weak moments? The like the performances were kind of weak. Um, I, ooh, I, for I just thought I did like the the whole death moment with the father, the the king. Yes. That was good. That was touching. That was, and again, that the, the voice actor in that changed. It mm-hmm. was the one who usually does Batman uh, from Batman the Bold. Yes. And the one with Harley Quinn. He did a different voice now. He did Buzz Off. He play- yes. It was Buzz Off in there, which I thought I was like, why would you change the actor? It makes no sense. Like, it's the same world. It's, it's just part three, if you will. Mm-hmm. Continue. But anyway. Yeah, so it was very touching showing that how the responsibilities of now what you have to do. You can't be both. You can, but you shouldn't. Yeah. Now, overall, I would say like a low point. I wasn't a big fan of the moments where they were doing the training. The training uh, for going back Tila? to Tila. I know they kept going on to it because she that was the arc that she was supposed to be doing to train to bring back Paternia. It yeah. didn't really seem much. Like all it was was like, I gave you the power of the snake. Now bo- prepare yourself for insults as I run around run away. <laughs> uh in order to con- uh condition their emotions. And I'm like, mm, I get it. This doesn't feel that right. Real quick, hold up. What are you doing with your hair? Are you trying to grow another fro? No, no, I'm getting ready to cut it. Okay, just sorry. I was like, please, whatever you do, do not do the eraser head. Uh, Listen, that was just a natural byproduct of how the hair grows? No. No. You made it like that. My Don King look look, came. It was a bad look. Came natural. No, no, Don King's look is not your look because Kong Don Kong Don King's look was it was like a like look look like a his hair was on fire if you will you cut the hair to make it like that like a like a poor man's kid in play oh, I never kept that though you did it for like three years no that was just that growing was, it out and then and cut it Bruh. buddy your hair went straight up that only happens when you cut the size and Shave off the top. My hair grew funny. That's legit how it will grow. Anyways. Let's go back to the show. I would have been more interested if they like try to tie in He-Man's mother's lineage more or something like that. 
If you're going to go down, like, bringing references to the Master of the Universe live action and, like, reference his mother being an alien at one point, let's dabble going to Earth, people. Well, maybe it will because of uh, the fourth season. I'm just saying, uh, like, Tila's journey didn't feel that fulfilling. Uh, He-Man's journey, to me, still didn't feel that fulfilling. Like, I feel like he had more of a uh, growth journey in the second season than this third season uh men at arms her character didn't get to do diddly squat which is, she was actually a really interesting character yeah she's right. like i'm feeling left out skeleton uh caldor's like well if you want to be a part of something you can just build this for us great i have a job orca was i think was great also like he's also a great character mm-hmm. in this he's he's been solid for all the seasons True. The fight scenes were relatively pretty good. The training, yes, it could have been stronger. I, I just felt that, like the training they, for Skeletor and the flashbacks looked more, uh, like entertaining. Uh, they yes. were more intense. Um, yeah, well, yes, because he's guy, he's like beating him down like every time. But again, it was like Rebel Moon. Yeah, Thanos with Gamora. Again, same similar in that sense. You take someone from that village you just destroyed. Mm-hmm. You make him your own, even though he's the bastard child of the king. But Hordat took him and then trained him, and then so no, he's the best. Yeah, he's yeah, the, he was uh, not the not the, he, well, not not his yeah the other king, the previous king. I'm thinking the king out. Yeah, like uh, yeah, yeah, the grandfather. Essentially, he was technically the rightful heir to the throne, but it's because yes. of the mother's lineage, right? That's Correct. why they had the issue, right? But then I said, like, then Hordak got him, and like. Took him. He was a destroyer of, mm-hmm. you know, planets or villages, whatever you want to call it. And then he took him in and just starts training him. So it was just very similar to Rebel Moon premise and Infinity Stone or Infinity War, sets with Thanos and Gamora. What, what about? about um, <laughs> Go ahead. I was going to say uh, Skeletor, uh, Skeletech, Mark Hamill. The same. It's just now that it's kind of hard. Every time I hear his voice, I hear Joker. It's fair. It's kind of like uh, Cobra Commander. And Starscream. Nice. Same actor playing two different characters, the same voice in that. And so it's kind of hard, but he, I mean, he was still great. I still prefer the performance from the 3D animated He-Man and the Master Universe Skeletor. Okay. He's serious, but then he has some comedic moments here too. But it was like kind of funnier. Also, another reference to Dolph Lundgren's Master of the Universe that. Hardak, Hardak, Hordak, and Skeletech, they're about to fight. And, and what does Hordak say? Let this be our final battle. No, oh, yeah, that's true. That's straight up so, Master Universe. Right. But also, Skeletor said that in the first two seasons. Mm-hmm. He said it twice. You get it where it says where he got it from. Yeah. He got it from Hordak when they fought a couple of times like that. He may have said it then. So that I, that's why I see like the full circle of that saying. Mm, okay. I could be wrong. Now, in the sense of Rotten Tomatoes, do you see it as 100% by the critics or 84% by the audience? I'll lean towards the audience. I'm, I'm saying 80 to 75 because to me, it, again, it doesn't hold the same level. It's entertaining, yes. Mm. But for me to watch it twice usually means I really like it, like I've done with Onimusha and Blue Eye Samurai. or I was so distracted or unfocused or bored that 
a second time was needed to know exactly what was going on. And that was the latter for me. I had no idea what was going on. I was extremely bored. I did not like the direction they were going on certain aspects. Only thing was happy for me or good for me was Hordak's performance by Keith David, Orko, Cringer, but you can't beat that guy. That voice also is iconic. The same guy who played, uh, who was in Game of Thrones. Liam Cunningham. He played Duncan. Yes. Oh, not Duncan. Was it Duncan? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Duncan. Who played Cringer? I'm, I think, oh, I'm thinking, I'm yeah. saying Cringer. Oh, my God. But he's also awesome. It was Steven Root. Yes. He's from Office Space and stuff like that. But Duncan, yes, that voice is also iconic. But Steven Root, he's like a voice. No, not a voice. He's a, a chameleon altogether. His voices, his uh, character portrayals, appearance. Yes, he's a he's definitely a character actor because mm-hmm. his work in radio show and Office Space, and also in True Blood because he was he had a moment there in in True Blood. Mm-hmm. The the list goes on and on and on. He just transforms into. He was also in The Mandalorian. I forgot he was in Mandalorian as well. Yeah, with those pale motorcycle chromed out. Yeah, was he was he was like a water farmer. Worth the watch? I would have been fine with the first two seasons. Not worth it. Maybe maybe part four will make it worth it. It's been a long time since the second season. To me, is like one and done. Even though I did it twice, but really one and done. That's fair. I will watch the next season, of course. If, you know, we, like you and I, we are. What's the word that you use? A, co- a completionist? Yeah, I'm a completionist. Uh, hence why I collect yeah, yeah, everything. And you need to stop. True. I'm I'm the same way, but I'm stopping. I have stopped a lot. Here I am looking at all my crap that I have here. And you're no better buying me stuff for the holidays and stuff. You and mom got incredible. I love the last gift, but you got to stop. The Batarang, pretty damn hot. All right, guys, that is our series review of Master Universe Revolution, currently streaming on Netflix. Have you seen it? What was your favorite moment? What was your weak moment? And as always, if you have a show or a movie you'd like us to review, please leave a comment in the description below. Until next time, we'll be the next time. I'm Angel. I'm Adon. Love you, bro. Love you too.